let's talk about sect. So what is sect? Sect is an important part of the Hellenistic practice of astrology. If you've ever heard someone talk about having a day or a night chart, they're referring to the concept of sect in their chart. You might hear me switch between using the words day and night and diurnal and nocturnal. Diurnal and nocturnal are the technical terms for day and night. So if you hear me use those, that's all they are. It's just the technical term. Sounds a little fancier, sounds a little more fun. So sometimes I use that, but most often I use day and night. But diurnal and nocturnal, same thing. Sect is the concept in Hellenistic astrology where you look at the position of the native sun to determine whether they have a day or a night chart. And this division ultimately divides the seven main planets into two different teams or groups. I like calling them teams because, for one, it sounds more fun, and also because it's airy season and everything is ultimately a competition. (laughs) But really, the teams determine how the planets play within the confines of the native chart, so teams just seem really fitting to me. Sect really does determine how the planets play with each other and what their role is going to be in their team. So I really like calling them teams. All right, so who are these teams? Team Diurnal is the Sun, Jupiter, and Saturn. Team Nocturnal is the Moon, Venus, and Mars. Now, you heard me say the seven planets, and that's only six. So we're missing Mercury. Mercury has the ability to play for either team, and it depends on whether it's considered a morning star or an evening star in the chart. And I'm not going to go into Mercury that much because it really doesn't have that much impact when it comes to sect and what it means for Mercury. Because again, it has the ability to be either. It can be either on the day team or the night team. And Mercury is just kind of neutral regardless. Mercury has the ability especially in the mythological sense, to go to the heavens and go to the underworld. It's a messenger. It's a go-between. So this is kind of a don't shoot the messenger uh, thing here is what I'll say. That's kind of the phrase that comes to mind is don't shoot the messenger. I'm just Mercury. I'm giving you the info and I'm out. Now that we know a little bit about sect, I'll tell you how to determine it. And I'm going to tell you how to determine sect in both the modern astrological techniques, which means You'll most likely be using Placidus to calculate your houses and the Hellenistic tradition, which means you're using whole sign houses. And I want to take a quick moment to say that while I'm a Hellenistic astrologer and I'm deeply connected to these ancient techniques and teachings, if you're using modern techniques, that's okay too. I don't disparage anyone for using whatever house system they use or the type of astrology they study. I think we can all learn from each other, and it's important to practice the school that speaks to you and that resonates the deepest for you. But with that being said, I am 100% a Hellenistic honey through and through. (laughs) I deeply, deeply believe in these traditions, and they just speak with me. They resonate with me. I started out as a modern astrologer, which I think most people do. I think it's pretty rare to find someone who started in the Hellenistic tradition from the beginning. Awesome if you did, that's really cool. But I think most people really start out using Placidus because that's what all the online birth chart calculators just default to. So you really don't think about it. You just plug your stuff in and boom, there's your chart. And it's calculated in modern techniques using Placidus. So that's just what you learn on. But as you explore 
and realize that there are other house systems, it can be enlightening and you can explore them and they might not make sense to you and that's okay. But I really think that you should step out of your box a little bit and just see, just learn about it and see if it makes more sense and be like, oh, I never understood the houses before, but now that they're whole sign, makes sense. Or maybe you'll look at whole sign and be like, what the fuck is this? And then you'll go back to running back to Placidus and that's okay too. I just wanted to give that disclaimer and say, everyone is welcome here. Everyone is welcome to learn from me and I in turn can also learn from you. But Hellenistic Honey, 100% forever. <laughs> Can't you tell I'm really into teams right now because it's a fire season. So I'm like, yes, number one, most school spirit, Hellenistic astrology, woo! Like that's where I'm at right now. Anyway, let's start with how to find sect using Placidus because I'm assuming that's what the majority of you listening are using at this point in time. And that may be wrong, but that's just what I assume. Figuring out sect is super simple with Placidus. You simply look at the ascendant-descendant axis, and the ascendant-descendant axis is the line that runs through the middle of the chart and begins with the degree of your rising sign. And this is also going to be called the horizon line. Once you've found the horizon line, then it's time to find where the sun is located in your chart. If the sun is above the horizon line, you're born in the day and you have a day chart. If the sun is below the horizon line, you're born at night and you have a night chart. It's just that simple. So when looking at sect in the Hellenistic tradition, we follow that same general outline, but there is one catch. When using whole sign houses, the line that runs through the middle of the chart is not the ascendant-descendant axis. This is because the degree of the rising sign is not fixed to the start of the first house when using whole sign houses. Whole sign houses all have 30 degrees. If you've ever calculated your birth chart in Placidus and then looked at it in whole sign, you'll see that in whole sign houses, they're very neat and organized looking. They each have a 30 degree piece of the pie. So, Let's say that the degree of your rising sign is 15 degrees Gemini. That 15 degrees is not going to be the start of your first house. It's going to be 15 degrees into the start of the first house. So your horizon line would then be drawn from that 15 degrees from the first house to the seventh house. And this is important to remember because uh, we need to see where the sun is and if it's above or below the horizon line. Knowing the exact degree of your ascendant is important in this case because the sun, if it's in your first or your seventh house, you need to see where it is in the first and seventh house. If it's going to, is it below the horizon line or is it above it? And remember, you have to go based off of the exact degrees. And I know that can sound a little confusing, so just by having to visualize it. So go type in your chart. And if you want to use whole sign houses, make sure you select whole sign houses. I like to use AstroSeek as the free website. I think they have a really awesome website and all their information is super accurate and good. So go there, calculate your chart in Placidus if that's what you want to use and look. And if you want to see the difference in whole sign houses, then calculate it in whole sign and then try to find your ascendant descendant axis based on your exact degrees. If you can't figure it out, send me a screenshot and I will help you with that. But I think you can get it. I believe in you. All right. Now that we know how to determine sect, what is it good for? 
what is this concept that I keep bringing up or referring to uh, mysteriously and then never actually talking about? Well, there are multiple reasons why sect can be useful. First and foremost is it helps refine your chart. This is truly a tool that only serves to help you understand your chart more and also know how you personally identify with your chart. Not everyone will have the same relationship with the sun or even Venus as you do. That's why I call it your personal mythology. Even if someone is born on the same day as you, if you were born in the day and they were born at night, while your charts are going to have a lot of similarities, they're also going to function differently because of their respective sex. Sect is also important because it shows what luminary you identify with. People with a night chart will typically identify more with their moon sign than their sun. And day chart natives will typically identify strongly with their sun sign. If you grew up reading your horoscope where they always tell you to look at your sun sign and it never resonated, one of those reasons could be is because you have a night chart and it's actually the moon that you should be looking at. And the reason I think we get told to look at our sun sign is because like people just don't know any better. I don't think until recently have people really discovered that, oh, there's more to my birth chart. Astrology is really having this boom right now. And maybe in the past couple years or so, it's really been getting big and gaining a lot of traction. And I love it. It's awesome. I love that people are getting into this and getting this knowledge. But when you look at those newspaper columns or whatever blog you subscribe to where they say, oh, look at your sun sign, that's really watering it down and it's not allowing you to get an accurate picture. So if you were someone that's always been like, eh, I'm a Scorpio, but I don't get it. That doesn't make sense to me. I'm not all doom and gloom and like death and rebirth and things like that. And I'm not sneaky and mysterious. Well, that's because maybe you're actually, you know, um, let's see, like a Taurus moon and you're, you operate different and you have a night chart and you're a Taurus moon and it's your moon sign that you actually identify with. Just food for thought. That's one way that sect can help us out. Shows us the luminary that we identify with. And this is also handy for people who don't know their exact birth time because it's likely that they can at least find the luminary that's guiding them. So say you don't know your exact birth time, so you don't know your rising sign. But your parents or someone has told you, well, I know you were born sometime between noon and 3 p.m. Well, you know for a fact then that you were born during the day. So you have a day chart, which means that, oh, I probably identify with my son. Or if someone has told you, well, I know you were born at like, you know, 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. Well, then you know for a fact that you were born at night. So you have a night chart. And that means that you would identify more typically with your moon sign. And that if you're reading horoscopes, you should be looking at your moon versus your sun if you don't know you're rising. So the next thing sect helps with is your luminary team. You now know your team. And as we have discovered, I love teams. So not only do you know which luminaries light you're guided by, but you also get to know which planets are cheering you on and also which ones might be giving you a harder time. Which brings me to the malefic and the benefic behaviors. Jupiter and Venus are benefic planets, and we should remember that from going over them in the All About Venus and All About Jupiter episodes. Benefic means that they're good or they're generous planets. And then Saturn and Mars are the malefic planets, 
meaning they're the bad or the more critical planets. I don't like calling them bad, and I don't really like calling Jupiter and Venus good. So the words generous and critical are what I like to use. So Jupiter and Venus are more generous, and Saturn and Mars are more critical. Each team has a benefic and a malefic planet. Jupiter and Saturn prefer to be in day charts, while Venus and Mars prefer to be in night charts. Let's start with Jupiter and Saturn. If Jupiter and Saturn are in a day chart, then Jupiter's boon becomes greater. Jupiter just runs with their generosity and they just give it all away. They give the gifts. Whatever house they are placed in, they just give it to you. (laughs) And then Saturn becomes more constructive and less critical, which doesn't that sound nice? Not to have such a critical Saturn, but a bit more constructive and someone who's like a mentor, a tough mentor. And so instead of being a grouchy manager who just kind of has it out for you, Saturn becomes a strict mentor instead. So that means Mars is going to be the one causing trouble for the day chart people. Mars's more negative connotations can be ramped up. So that means tempers, rage, and just uncontrollable fire, scattered energy. But don't be scared of this, just be aware. Remember, all planets have their positive and negative aspects. It just so happens that Mars and Saturn, well, they tend to have a little bit more of what humans would consider negative or unpleasant. In a day chart, Mars is going to be a little bit more unpleasant, and those uh, more wild, uncontrollable significations or parts of Mars are really going to show through. Now let's look at the night team, Venus and Mars. If you have a night chart, that means Venus is going to be your gift giver. So harmony, compassion, beauty, wherever Venus is placed in your chart, whatever house it is in, you're going to see those significations show up a lot. Whereas Mars' fire is going to be tempered, and we'll see a native that can usually wield Mars' energy with general ease. And I'm actually one of them. I have a night chart, and my master of my nativity, which I'll get to in a minute, is Mars. I'm very familiar with Martian energy. I love it. It suits me well. And I have learned how to wield it effectively. And again, since it is in a night chart, it seems to behave a little better. The tiger <laughs> the tiger can be tamed in this sense. Whereas Big Daddy Saturn is more so my problem since I have a night chart. Saturn is the one laying down the law for the night chart people. So instead of being a constructive mentor and giving that constructive feedback, Saturn becomes, uh, oh, a little more blasé about things. And Saturn's going to throw life lessons at the night chart people and just say, good luck, kid. But again, don't be scared. Just be aware. We all know how Saturn behaves and the significations of Saturn. So there's no reason to be afraid. None of the planets are outright malicious. It's just that's how they are. That's how they behave. That's what they do. That's what they bestow. So being aware of where it is in your chart is the greatest thing you can do. Just because you have a day or a night chart doesn't mean the planets of the opposing sect are going to be miserable. So basically just because I have a night chart doesn't mean that Jupiter doesn't get to do anything or won't have any impact. And that's because of things 
called rejoicing or mitigating factors. There are so many of these rejoicing situations or mitigating factors that can play into how a planet acts or behaves. And one of those factors are the rejoicing conditions for the planet. And I'm going to make this as simple as I possibly can. The diurnal planets, so Sun, Jupiter, and Saturn, rejoice when they're placed above the horizon line in a day chart. And they rejoice when placed below the horizon line in a night chart. The nocturnal planets, so Moon, Venus, and Mars, rejoice when they're placed above the horizon line in a night chart, and they rejoice when placed below the horizon line in a day chart. And there are so many more factors than this that even play into how a planet will rejoice or behave. And I'm really going to save those for another time, but just to name a few are, so I'll give you an example. I have a night chart and uh, Jupiter is placed above the horizon line, which means it's already not happy because it's in a night chart. And then it's not in the half of the night chart that it would prefer to be in, but it is in the 11th house where Jupiter is said to have its joy. So that's a mitigating factor. That means that, okay, yeah, Jupiter's not happy with the sect and it's not happy with the half of the chart it's in right now because of the sect, but it is in its joy. So it kind of, these things kind of cancel each other out and Jupiter just becomes a normal Jupiter that can give its gifts and go about its way. And I know this is a lot to take in right now, so I don't plan on making this episode super long. I do suggest, though, that maybe going back and listening to this and uh, taking a piece of paper or having your chart in front of you and really looking at it while I'm saying it. Visualize it. See, okay, I have a night chart, so my planets would be happier above or below, or I have a day chart and, you know, Mars is here, so is it rejoicing or not? That's a good exercise for you guys to try to understand sect and try to understand the mitigating factors that go along with sect. One of the last things that I want to mention today, which I said earlier, was the master of the nativity. Another fun thing we need sect for is to help us determine the master of our nativity, which that's just a fancy way of saying the overall ruler of our chart. And I'll go into this concept in depth at another point in time and tell you how to determine it. But just know now that it's really just who is in charge of your chart, who is steering the ship of your chart. And some people think that your rising sign's ruling planet is the one who is the chart ruler. And while the rising sign's planet has a lot of influence, it's not always the master of your chart. It can be, depending on a bunch of different factors that, again, I'm not going into today because it is another kind of complicated thing to calculate or figure out, but we will go over it at some point in time. The ruler of my chart, like I told you, is Mars, and that is thanks to my Aries moon. So that's kind of the quick and dirty version of sect. Sect is such an important concept. If you get a birth chart reading from me, that's actually one of, it is is the first thing I go over. I literally say, before we get too far, (laughs) we need to talk about sect and figure out what the sect of your chart is because it sets up the playing field. It lets you know who your team is and uh, how they're going to behave. I just think it's really important to know because you can look at it in a very simple way and say, okay, 
I'm a day chart, so I identify with my sun more. Or you can really look into it and be like, okay, I have a night chart and Saturn is here. And for my Saturn return, since Saturn is in the opposing sect, that means that my Saturn return might be a little bit rougher. You can apply sect to so many things because those main seven planets are who we're looking at. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to say much else on it right now. I don't want to confuse everyone too much. And I really want you to dig into your own chart and try to figure out the sect for yourself. If you have any questions while looking at your chart or trying to figure it out, like I said, screenshot your chart, send it to me, DM it to me on Instagram, and I would be happy to look at it for you. The only caveat that I will say is I want you to take a stab at it first. If you're going to DM me your chart, say I want you to say like, here's my chart. I think I am a day chart or I think I am a night chart. Can you help me out or tell me if I'm right? I'm the type of teacher who will always make you try first. And I don't care if you're wrong. I don't care. I care that you try. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm not just here to give you the answers. I'm here to teach you how to get the answers. That's going to be fun. Please flood my DMs with pictures of your chart and tell me if you think you have a day chart or a night chart. I will tell you, yay, gold star, you got it right. Or I will tell you, no, but you still get a gold star because you tried. All right. I hope you moon babes have an amazing start to your week. It is again, airy season and we're starting again. We're beginning anew. Get out there, make your dreams happen because Aries, that fire is behind you and it is pushing you. And I know that you can achieve whatever you set your mind to right now. If you want more moon content before next week, go find me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro. And you should also be DMing me pictures of your chart so I can tell you if you got your sect right. So do that. You can also find me on Twitter, just at moonmatters. All right, my moon babes, I will see you all next week. Thank you.